Yo, 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 what's up, my homies? <laughs> Gangster time. Gangster Michelle. What up, Gangster Michelle? Yo. How you doing? How's the streets today? Same, bro. Same? Just singing. Everybody's you. out there just trying to stay alive, man. Just trying to stay alive on the mean streets mm. of where we live, which is not mean at all. Suburbia, baby. Suburbia. <laughs> Aren't we spoiled? Ah, we are white people. Hello, guys and girls. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to, the to Couple, Couple of, of Critics. Critics Podcast. Let's just talk at the same time and try and say the same things. You ready? No. All right. Hold on. Yeah, let's do it. One, two, three. Thank you Thank for, you listening. for listening. We to like, like to. to <laughs> this has got to be painful stuff. Yeah. Uh, we are a married couple who are critical assholes about things. Just kidding. We like to, we finally got to a point that we're so bored in our relationship that we have to start mixing things up, albeit good or bad. So we are throwing things at each other that we know that we will hate. And that's what we do. We're here to torment each other. You've got a very grim outlook on this. I'm kidding. You're a very grim outlook on our relationship. <laughs> I, if you don't know, we don't like the same things sometimes, <laughs> or each other. So it's fun <laughs> to bring things that is not of their taste. We are just people with often opposing media tastes. Not always. Yeah. But you know, we're both music nerds in our own rights and from different ends of the spectrum. Styles. You were a band nerd. I was a choir girl. Uh, and we share our... I was a choir girl on the side, too. We share our different tastes with each other. And we reviewed an album of my choice this last week. I want to I wanna say something real quick. Okay. How many people, couples, do you think don't share their music and do have drastically different tastes? And it just doesn't mix. I think a lot of people... Think it's more common? I think it is more common that there are some things that you just kind of listen to on your own, or if you listen to it around other people, they are kind of cringing the whole time. But I usually try to not make you cringe. Like, I'm not, if I know that it's something that you'll hate, I won't play it around you. Oh, yeah, yes. I do the same thing with you. And I assume that most people do that. I would assume so too. So, we are just uh, opening ourselves up a little more and saying, hey, this is something that I like, and these are the reasons why. And we can either defend it if we feel like we need to, or uh, maybe our opinions have changed over time. True. And as I'm getting older, I don't really feel like I have to defend it as much anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like you, don't you like made it. it. Fucking whatever. <laughs> and who knows? Again, we, we, we were just talking about before we recorded about how... Sometimes I know in my case, I have listened to certain songs on an album more than others because the other ones didn't really click with me. But then years down the line, for some reason, the songs that never connected are the ones that I can't get out of my heads. And it's just a whole new out of my heads. Yeah. Multiple heads. (laughs) If you didn't know everyone, she's got three heads total. Mm -hmm. Happy, sad and neutral. Yes. I like neutral. That's where the monotone voice it comes from. <laughs> That's the the neutral is the mouth. <coughs> so it's your week. We listened to your album. We did. We listened to something that. So we listened to Foo Fighters, The Color and the Shape. 
This is an album I have always enjoyed. It's been in my life for a long time. I don't know how old I was when I started listening to this. Um, I would guess like middle school era, maybe high school. Um, but I know that it's something that you had tried to listen to last year. It was that soon? It has been that recent. Huh. I felt like it was because you had listened like three years ago to that and you listened to some Incubus as well. And you were into you know, the this Incubus is all much more. longer ago. This is a w- way longer than a year ago. I remember washing cars still listening to this album. I remember this album t- cover. Well, that would have been a long time ago. That wouldn't yeah. have been a few years. That would be like five years ago. And that doesn't seem right because it wasn't that long ago that we talked about it. Because I feel like if it was that long ago, I wouldn't remember. Well, my first listen was definitely like five years ago because I remember washing cars and looking at the album cover and giving it a chance. And I've been listening to Incubus for a while. Not longer than a year. Well, you were singing songs last year. Probably. I've enjoyed some Incubus. It's probably because Mel Minute, Mel got into Incubus. And so I started re-listening again. But I only like that one. What's the one album? Make Yourself. Yeah, that's the one I enjoy. So, carry on. On? Okay, I will carry on. The, the Color and the Shape by the Foo Fighters came out May 20th of 1997. This was definitely a band that I enjoyed. Uh, not necessarily from the very get-go. My sister was really into them, but she really liked Nirvana. So she loved the Foo Fighters from the very beginning. Uh, I didn't, but I didn't hate them. I mean, Big Me and things like that. I thought that video, the Mentos commercial video, I enjoyed that a lot. And it didn't take long for them to grow on me at all. Just because of where I was at that time when they came out. I was young and listening to stuff that wasn't really like that. So I've always really... Had, uh, I think, pretty decent feelings about the Foo Fighters. I've always enjoyed the videos. Mm-hmm. And then I never really started listening to the music until recent years. And plus, I really like Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. He's a very likable person. I just, I just like him as a, as a dude, and I like his work ethic. And I was like, just be a band. Come on. Band it up. Band it up. I'll take it. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into this album. Again, it came out in 1997. Uh, In May of 1997, I would have been 11 years old, as would you. As would I. So let's listen to Doll. Well, one thing that I actually did read that this album was, he wrote this about a divorce that he was going through. This whole album? Yes. That makes sense with the lyrical content. Yeah, because he's usually not this like personally reflective since. And there's a lot of men- girl references. Mm-hmm. So here is Doll, track one. By the way, I didn't know he ever had a divorce. I don't think I did either. According to what I read, per Dave, this song is 
basically about being afraid to enter into something that you're not prepared for. So you gotta get all dolled up for it. And this is their second album. So technically the first album as an actual band since the first album was Dave Grohl's Baby. Yeah, and this, this is the one where Dave still played the drums. Yes. lighter feel I think it's like emotional and that makes sense with the divorce thing it definitely is and from what I read again I don't know how factual it is but just that there there is like a stark contrast and I agree that songs are usually pretty slow or more upbeat like you get like real droning at times and then you get things like monkey wrench it's all. It's either manic. It's manic either way. It's uh-huh. manic fast or it's manic slow. It's a very emotional time. Which would for explain. Dave. And the whole, because I remember watching that thing, where he's like, they tried to get that drummer to play the drums on this album, mm-hmm. and then he felt like a piece of shit for telling that dude like it wasn't good enough and it just didn't sound right. Mm-hmm. And then that dude ended up quitting because he wasn't going to be on the album and. So, I mean, if he's going through that and he's going through divorce, it makes sense that your life is manic. So your art mm-hmm. is also probably going to be manic. And I, from something else that I read, he was also kind of in a weird place because he wanted the Foo Fighters to be more successful at that point in time than they were. Yeah. He was a little more hopeful and then a little kind of set back. This album, though, ended up being a big album for them. Yeah. And they had some huge songs. And I say, if we get into the next track, this is a very well-known song oh, yeah. by the Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. Monkey Wrench. And, I mean, there's definitely a theme. So if you are not around our age... Maybe the the kind of music that we choose could annoy you because so far we've chosen a lot of 90s music. That's true. But it's based off of what we enjoy, so and fuck off. I'm a 90s <laughs> kid, so... Yeah. And I always liked this video. This video was always kind of like gritty looking. I don't know what this video is. Is it just them live? It's Actually. not live, they're just playing. And they're Dave, on a stage there, right? It's like a little... It's like a black stage. A black platform. I don't remember what the stage looked like, but I know that it was kind of light, and Dave was wearing a black turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's all shaved clean, right? But he has a short goatee. Hair. Oh, he's got a goatee? And okay, short I'm hair. Of thing I think he does. I don't know. You know I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I do know that I enjoy this song. As I'm getting older, I'm uh, I'm not so critical of. Sounds like a pop sound. 
And it is, like, but... It is a pop sound, but it's still... I think it's still pretty fucking heavy, actually. It's still palm mutes. Here, if you... It's the second one, if you can just see the picture from the video. Does that look familiar to you? Okay, yeah, I know which video that is. All right. That's when he's got the John Waters look. And really, since there does seem to be kind of a split down the middle of um, kind of more ballad-esque songs and songs that are more rockin' like this. I really like the rockin' stuff more. I I do too. But I appreciate some of the droniness, but... I think that Dave is really talented. Yeah. It's just not always on my level. Uh-huh. But, like... And there are a few songs in here where Dave will uh, scream, and I like that Dave. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he surprises me with the soft songs and how I'd be scared to do that. Yeah. Like if I, Plus, he came from Nirvana. It, even if I wrote it. There's definitely a mentality that comes with Nirvana right fans. Here. This is a screamy part. Mm-hmm. That's a straight up fucking scream. Yeah, I like his voice a lot when he gets rough like that. But he, I mean, he doesn't have a bad voice. And I understand that he doesn't want to ruin his voice. And if he was just like that all the time, I think I would appreciate it less. Kind of like oh, you need same. bad to appreciate the same. good, but at the same time. It's a nice flavor, is what you mean. Yeah. Nice little seasoning. I enjoy it. Even if it's, you know, like you had said, kind of like a more poppy sound. It's definitely poppier chords. It's definitely poppier rhythms, but... I don't know. I still think that, like... It's still technically heavy. And that's heavy. Yeah. It's a heavy rhythm. It's good stuff. Uh, that was their first single off of the album. Do you know how many singles total? <laughs> Three. Three. Three total so singles. So you're telling me they didn't do a No Doubt and make every song a oh single? Oh, God. Seven I don't, I don't singles. think they could have had that many singles off of this album. Actual oh, no. Singles. No, no, no. They, yeah. And I don't know why anyone would honestly milk an album. Seven singles. That's so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That just seems like a lot. It is a lot. Kind of seems like anything more than five is pushing it. Because even six songs. Unless it's a that's fucking like half hammer of an, of an album. album. How much? How many singles were on Thriller? I'm sure there was a fuck ton. There were... I'm not exactly sure, but there were only nine tracks. And so there were nine singles. So I think that there... <laughs> no, I think that there were like five. Yeah, that's more but than But that was a fucking banger of an exactly. album. That's a banger. Just like Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, I'm into it. Into uh, it. I dig this album. Hey, Johnny Park. I do. I dig that song too, but I would have been way more of an asshole six, seven years ago. I would have been as well. Really? Even with that song? I think so, because I would have been like, I would have been the same. Like, this is 
I know that this is the song that you're kind of used to hearing. Oh, oh, you're like you're getting you're over the well. It's the popular one. Yeah, because people are always you know there's certain go to songs, and this yeah. is one of them. So I would just be like, yeah, but not that. Like these other yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. So here is the next track. Hey, Johnny Park. This reminds me of like a Seether riff. Or Papa Roach. Yeah, this is a weaker song for me. Yeah. But the bridge. I was or the says, chorus gets it it's stuck in the chorus gets stuck yeah. in my head a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that happens a lot for me with this album, that there are songs that I don't necessarily love, but they're all right, but they get stuck in my head. So it kind of makes me, it makes it stick in there more. That's true. It's very true. It's probably what he was going for, right? I guess so. Because he's, well, were you the one that told me about that interview where people were critical about how, like, you just write pop songs and he's oh, talked about oh. that? He said, actually... Uh, people are giving me shit for writing hit songs and actually I personally find it harder to write a hit song than to write a just a noise song. Yeah, I agree. And I agree. I agree. And I love death metal and all that stuff, but it's it's way harder to come up with a Something good rhythm gonna, that you're happy with that's gonna make a whole room. That could appeal to different kinds of people versus yes. just kind of one yeah. specific Besides group. like the thrash metal or death metal community. Yeah. And I do think that Foo Fighters, you know, love them or hate them, they hang out in that category of being something that many different generations can be into. Like you could see a dad, a grandpa, and like a oh, kid for sure, at a especially right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, th- David Letterman fucking loved them. They were his favorite band. Yeah. They are. I'm. He's still alive. <laughs> but they are his favorite band. He fucking loves them. Yeah, so he like, does. You're gonna see dudes his age, and you're gonna see a three-year-old or four-year-old who loves listening to Foo Fighters with their dad in the car. And it's an easy intro to certain kinds of music this would be an easy intro so Foo Fighters for me were an easier intro into rock music because I I don't go as hard into music into rock as you do I love rock music you don't go into metal but I'm not into metal yeah, yeah that's what I mean I think I mean all of the different levels of rock do you hear the seether yeah I do sound to that it's that octave noise Maybe. I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of Seether at all. So when I hear that, it kind of rubs me wrong. I understand. That's where I think the song is a little oh, weaker. I, I think. love this though. That. Drum What are you doing? Oh, I always pick stuff off of my pants because they're work pants. So I have like glues and epoxies on it. And like bed liner and shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's really fun to... It's like a scab, you know, for people who 
I'm a pants scab. I like to pick scabs, but I don't because I know it's disgusting and it's just ends up getting you an infection. But I try not to pick scabs. But it's fucking nice to pick scabs. It's horribly nice to pick scabs, which is why I have scars on my face. So this is like my version. Yeah, it's like a pants scab. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once you get it off, it's like, ah. But then you're like, fuck, it's gone. Now oh. what am I going to pick at? Yeah. Ah, this real scab. Oh, my <laughs> oh, I got it. There it is. Boom, boom, boom. Nice. Congrats. And now, then you just throw the it on scab. the table instead of... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> instead of just throwing it in the trash. No, I just had a flashback. Of what? When you pulled your sleeve up and started scratching your arm, and you're like onto the real scab. Yes. Let's tell a Sam story real oh, quick. Oh, fuck. What's this story? Do I remember this, this is, story? Yeah, you will. This is not a... Was I drunk? No. Okay. This was horrifying to me. Okay. So, oh... You used to get a wart on your elbow, oh. <laughs> and you didn't ever want to do anything about it. I don't like going to people who know, like, physicians and stuff. And you also don't necessarily like going and buying over-the-counter drugs. No, so really you don't. So you took it upon yourself to dig that thing out, and then it grew back. Grew back once, yes. So you decided to, oh my god, dig in and get the root out. Yeah. What did I use? Like anything I could. Screwdrivers. It was uh, knives. It was bad. Tweezers. And you were I just remember like blood everywhere. Oh and, yeah. And you were just like fighting through it to like Remember I would take breaks, I'd be like, Oh, okay, I need like a minute. Oh my god, it was <laughs> so bad. I got it out though. Hasn't been back since. That's so weird. I remember when I got it out, it looked like you know when they pulled like a tooth out and you see the root kind of thing uh-huh. hanging off? That's what it looked like. When I pulled it out, I was like, I think I got it. <laughs> so warts are essentially body weeds. I guess. And if you don't get all of the root out, it'll just keep coming back. I guess. I'm not a wart expert, but that's what mine looked like. Well, I mean, you knew to dig out a root. I just knew I didn't like what was there, and I didn't want it on my body. I didn't. I just assumed the deeper I go, the better it is. Must- so I did. I did think of it like a plant. I thought of it like Super Mario Brothers 2 when you pull those... Turnips? The things out of turnips out of the ground and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what it was like in my brain. That's so horrifying because <laughs> you were just covered in blood. Blood was running down your arm as sure you were was. digging into your elbow to pull out the root of a wart. Yeah. If, if you guys are grossed out, much like I am, Sorry. it was bad. <laughs> but it worked. And, and I didn't pay worked. a goddamn time. And it worked. But most people can't inflict that sort of pain on themselves. Once you get past the point of there's so much pain, it just kind of goes numb. It's like getting a tattoo. After the fourth hour, what's that mean? I don't know. I only got through about three and a half minutes. <laughs> Once you get past the fourth hour, there's no feeling left, so just go for it. <laughs> I would never have been able to make it. No, absolutely not. On to the next song, My Poor Brain. Oh, I like this intro. Real frantic. I do too. Frantic and mantic. This has always been a song that I enjoy quite a lot. And I, I really like the beginning. I like how that's really heavy and it's like... Uh-huh, I do too. I wouldn't have years ago, but now I'm getting goofier and I'm like, just, just have fun with what we do. Mm-hmm. I would totally play this song. And you just smile. <laughs> and just like jam and bob your head. But, it, but if this was the, the rest of the song... Then I think it would be lame. It oh, helps yeah. that the chorus. Oh, the chorus comes, is real good. Comes roll 
Yeah. Uh, the energy is raised yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I like this song. I pretty much like the album sound, too. I really mm-hmm. like the sound. I've always liked Foo Fighters sound, though. Yeah. Sounds real good. And I, I really like Dave Grohl as a drummer. Yeah, I like I his too. style a lot. Yeah. Because I am a fan of not a lot, but some Queens of the Stone Age. And he drums for that. He drums for them and for the D. Yes, Tinch the Annie. Did he play drums for something else too? He's been in other bands. I think they were real popular. Lead guy shot himself. Oh my god, we already I already mentioned that. <laughs> and depending on what documentary you watch, oh wait, sorry, he may his not wife, have his ex-wife shot her. He well, no, she hired someone. She hired El Duce. Tried to hire El Duce. And then he was killed. We got the screaming. I love it. I like his screaming voice. I do too. Didn't you tell me live he's way more of a screamer the whole time? Yeah, because I have seen him live. I have seen the Foo Fighters once live. And it was uh, very good. I was very impressed by their high energy, and Dave was very screamy the whole time. Yeah. And I liked it so much more. High energy. And I'm not someone who's going to typically seek out like screaming. No, no, you definitely. Screamers, no. but I like when the Foo Fighters are heavy. Yeah, I think you like it when it's not accompanied with a. Well, first of all, not all the time. Correct. Screaming all the time. But two, I think you like it accompanied more with more pleasant music. And rhythmic drums instead of just like... I can't. I can't go with the concept. I'm not saying you agree. I'm saying about me. Yeah, but you said more rhythmic drums. Blast beats are all the way rhythm, baby. I'm just saying instead of the repetitiveness, more... That is a problem. I'm going to go out on a limb here. That is a problem with death metal and stuff like that they just rely on blast beats and they forget that you gotta actually write some new rhythms and stuff because that's a problem that i have with that kind of music often yeah are the drums because i'm someone who listens to percussion often and that's just an assault if you're not if you don't have the ear for it it truly is an assault it makes me feel like not good yeah like tired Exhausted in a bad mood. I'm irritated. And I'll say this too. I think most people, I think I've said this in the past, most people that like drums like that may be a drummer or are play a guitar. Mm-hmm. And so like if you're a drummer, then you're just like, oh, I want to be able to play that fast. And I understand, because if yeah. I if I were drumming, I would think you, it was awesome if I could do yeah. that shit too. And I'm sure you do think it is impressive. Mm-hmm. It's just I do. It is relied on way too much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that said, I fucking love it still. I love death metal bands that mm-hmm. use it, but there is a loss of actual songwriting when it's, hey, let's just go. And there's literally songs that do that. Mm-hmm. And it almost kind of gets into that uh, like techno sound. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Because I've been forced to listen to techno or like dubstep type things EDM. by people like listen to this this is i love this and it makes me feel fucking bad breakdown yeah it's crazy so 
I would stand in the corner. I would rather stand in the corner than have to listen to that. Like face to the wall. <laughs> face to the wall. All right. Uh, yeah, don't wind me up. Let's go on to this next song. Don't wind me up, Sam. I'm, I'm trying not to. <laughs> Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, I think that's a pretty heavy riff. I think it sounds like it's almost be an Alice in Chains riff. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just got a sheen to it. I often think that if just different producers were involved, like the guy who produced like Dirt, say. Yeah. If he produced a Foo Fighters song. It would sound great. Mm-hmm. So I think that Foo Fighters... I don't even know why I'm saying this, but... When people are turned off by the Foo Fighters, I think it's because there's a sheen to it. And yeah. They, and it was for me, too. I and, agree. And it, I think the chorus has that sheen yeah. on this song. And it hides the actual... No, this is actually fucking like rock and roll. It's a pretty heavy fucking riff. I don't know, yeah, but the chorus right here is like the... It's like kind of cheese down. Yeah, it is. But imagine Lane it. Staley singing it. I love the song. Imagine though. Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell doing their harmony thing, and the same, same thing. But you get, oh, it sounds brooding. Yeah, it's the same thing. And any amount of criticism I have for this album, I really like most every song on it. Yeah. Not every song. Is I'll there be honest. You hate. Yeah, there's one song in particular hate. that that I. Ne- would never choose to listen to and <laughs> didn't listen to as many times as I listened to the other songs. Oh, really? For the this. Skipper? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty- and I like, Heavy. I'm impressed by this part with Dave, but again, I like Dave Screaming. Yeah, I do too. There's always, there's been a couple guys in, in the popular realm, the more mainstream realm, that I've loved their screams. Oh, this is awesome. Heavy. I like mm-hmm. it. I do too. I was uh, surprised by it. This is a song that was getting stuck in my head mm-hmm. all week. And I would I'd be listening to it while working on the car and I'd be going this. Like doing the drums like And actually this album made me listen to I was doing those drums and stuff and I was like, I usually do that when I listen to Pantera. So I was listening to Pantera and Foo Fighters. Like uh a rotation. That's funny. Which that's one of the albums that are like is in a toss up for what I might give you at that's the fine. end. I understand because it related to this album for me for some reason. I don't yeah. know. It just made me. I was like, I want to listen to this Pantera album. It just put you in a mood. Yeah, it put me in that mood that makes me want to jam while I work. Like literally walking to go pick up a hammer and playing the guitar. Pick up the hammer on the way back to car. Play hammer like it's a guitar. But I was doing it to Foo Fighters and Pantera. It was ridiculous. Respecting your walk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a story of one of my brother's friends. He was drunk and he was going, the law. And for people who know, it's actually walk because the song is called walk. Yeah. Yeah. It was killing me. I remember just laughing. His name is Sam as well. 
All right. Yeah. Anyway, where Let's are we at? Let's roll into the next track, which a lot of these songs do kind of uh, fade into each other from track to track. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I like that. I, I usually almost always love when people do that. I do, too. Because a, a smooth transition, you just can't. It feels good. In any aspect of life, a smooth transition just feels good. So. I agree. And would you say that it makes an album tied together more? Like it feels like a whole album more yes, than? Yes, 100%. And I felt like that about like the Alice Cooper Love It to Death album that yes. we listened to. And I think that that just makes it feel like something that you have to, one, listen to as a whole. But like you're part of an experience more than uh -huh. just listening to these songs, this collection of songs. So... Yeah. I agree. Up in arms. This is not like a 50s sound to me. I would consider this the cheesiest of the songs. Of all of the songs on the album. Would you consider it the cheesiest of Foo Fighters? Uh, I don't I don't know if I can say that, but it's the kind of Foo Fighters that I like the least. Me too. I do. And this isn't bad so much. No. It's the chorus. And when the, when the song kicks up at the tempo, I mean, you'll, you'll fucking know. You know what? I'm just not into it. Let me, let me throw this at you and see if it sweetens this song a little bit. Think Welcome to the Dollhouse. Can you hear this playing in Welcome to the Dollhouse? When it kicks in, up? No, that beginning part. Oh. Nah, it's not, it's not weird enough. Uh, this part's just super pop. This was just to make... Yeah, I'm not into this at all. It's to make girls in the audience move their shoulders back and forth. But I have to admit that this song will get in my head. The lyrics, I don't like their music. It's got that... I like his, his note choices. This shows that he can sing, I think. I just think it's an easy, like... It is. It just doesn't stick to me at all. Yeah, It felt like uh, the O'Neaters. It has like a very, <laughs> like you said, the, the pop penis to it. Yeah. Oh yeah, 50s. It's yeah, it's like the very history. simple like 50s pop, like when the early Beatles sound like. That's a rhythm. Yeah. It's a total rhythm. It's just used all the fucking And they're time. just using it with like a rock sound. It's weird. Yeah, they just heavy it up a little bit. Uh -huh. Do you know the band Me First and the Gimme Gimmies? No, but I like the name. Uh, it was It's comprised of a bunch of punk guys like Fat Mike from No Effect. Okay. Some other dudes that I can't remember. They do older songs like 50s and 60s songs, maybe some 70s. But they do like Me and Julio down by the schoolyard, but they punk it up. So this is almost what it would sound like. Huh. And I used to listen to it, but... I think it would. Uh, I think it lost its. What's the word I'm looking Pizzazz. for? Pizzazz. It almost just lost its. It lost the jazz. Like, remember Richard Cheese? <laughs> yeah, I do remember Dick Cheese because he did a cover of a song on this album that I was thinking about playing. They Are did, you serious? Yeah, he did um, a version of Everlong, but it, it's oh my so droney that I was just oh, like, Richard Cheese. this is not... Yeah, but sometimes like it's his covers are funny and, yeah. and good. Yeah. I wasn't digging it. But he, I didn't realize he's still out there working. Richard Cheese? And yeah, Richard Cheese oh, is yeah. still... People love him. Uh, he's still playing. He's still coming out with new covers. <laughs> I know he... I watched a video earlier that he did that like Despacito 
song that was big? I don't know what that is. Despacito. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know the song well enough at all. You just had to do that to know any of the words, but but Richard Cheese like the the shtick it got old fast, and I think that happened with like me first, and they gave me gimme. He's like, okay, cool. You just do punk versions of. Mm-hmm. old songs and yeah. I think you only really need to do like one or two albums of it that's yeah that's how I feel about Richard Cheese yeah like I I don't hate the shtick I think it's funny and I think that like him him doing like man in a box is good yeah but yeah sometimes it's just like you didn't really need to do this I'd like to go back and look at what he's done again because I have a vaster <laughs> library I have a more vast library of mm-hmm. music in my head sorry sorry microphone stand oh my god the last God damn, I'm a mess. The last time... Too much Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Last time I listened to Richard Cheese was pretty good a while ago. So I think I only listened to maybe like four songs on each mm-hmm. album that I checked out. So maybe now it'd be a little bit... You introduced me to Richard Cheese, I'm I I'm sure I did. I don't think I knew him before you. I think I showed you Nirvana's uh, Rape Me. Yeah, and I think that kind of blew my mind a little bit. So if you guys are unfamiliar with Richard Cheese, check him out. I know he's not on Google Music. It's not. No. Um, what a fool! But he is all over YouTube. So Richard Cheese, do it up. Don't type in Dick Cheese. Richard Cheese. I don't think that you would get anything on YouTube. They're pretty. I'm gonna do it in the break, and we're gonna find out what we get with Dick Cheese. Write that note down. Production note: Dick Cheese. Check out. I'm writing nothing down. You... I was talking to our assistant. Who? That uh, fucking head? Yeah, that'll work. Okay. No, the skateboard guitar. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to listen to one more song and then take a break. Sweet. This was a very well-known track. This was also the third and final single, My Hero. Huge song from what I remember. Huge. It makes me think because it was definitely in a late 90s, like, Varsity, Varsity Blues, Blues. Is that what it was? I'm pretty sure. I knew it was something like that. So when I would hear this song for a long time, it would make me think of like a late 90s, like yeah. high school movie. So I kind of, I've always had a weird relationship with this song because it's such a weird, like it's a big pop hit, but it's really not a bad song. No. At all. So no, actually, you know what? I don't think for the most part, and I'm just talking off the top of my head, I don't think Foo Fighters pop songs are ever bad songs. Are you going to get over that it's a pop song? I don't, I never liked that Best of You song. What's the best of you? Someone get in the best, the best, the best, the best of you. Yeah, but it's still a good song, technically. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's the thing. If I'm sitting and it's playing, if I hear it, I'm going to, like, sing along to it. I just wouldn't seek it out. Oh, yeah, I will, too. I will, too. I'll say this. I hear songs that were popular songs, and I can sing. No, that is not a well-written song. Yeah. Like, that should not be a hit. I don't understand why it is. It fooled many of you for some reason. Yeah. But then there's a huge section of pop songs that I go, yeah, I get it. There's a reason it's a pop song, because it's a good song. And not I get it. Taste, but it's a good fucking song. I get it with Foo Fighters songs. Yeah. I think Dave Roll's a good writer. Yeah, he's definitely a good writer. Now, I want to explain my weird relationship with this song. Okay. Varsity Blues. That movie gave me boners when I was younger. Because of the big fat guy? Yes, the big fat guy. And mostly because they go to a titty bar in that fucking movie. Oh, really? Remember? And they, you don't remember seeing that movie? I've seen it once. They go to a titty bar and they see their teacher there. And okay. the teacher, like, strips for them. And, like, there's all their, like, teenage sex moments. Yeah. You know? So when I'm, like, that young, 
I was getting boners like if the wind caught me just right. <laughs> <laughs> so this song makes me think of having a boner. Nice. Well, this song is actually about how um, Dave Grohl's hero wasn't some like specific big celebrity or anything. His celebrity was like more of like the everyman and people who, you know, it's the ordinary uh-huh. man who inspires the you the most. God, carrying the welder. The guy carrying the welder. Yeah, I carry welders all over the time. All over the time. I travel time and I carry welders with me when I do it. Marty, bring the welder. Like my dog brown impression. Is that what that was? Marty! Marty! <laughs> hey, Marty! Get in the time machine! It's me, Doc! Constant kick jump. That scientifically or like rhythmically, mm-hmm. it grabs people. That's like a proven yeah. thing that's just a constant. With like a heartbeat kind yeah. of feel to it. It's true. That picks you up and it like gets you going. Same with reggae beats. Seriously, like that. It's just constant kick drum, and then everything else is like intermittent. Yeah. And that. You go to a reggae concert, and everyone is fucking bobbing up and down. Like, you go to a regular rock concert, you'll just see some people standing in the corner watching, some people headbanging, some people moshing. Reggae concert, everyone in beats. Remember Parliament? When we went to Parliament? In of course, Bogarts I remember in Parliament. Remember how everyone was. Everyone was on the one. <laughs> remember, everybody was just dancing and on the same groove. That was such a good time. And Me. that's those rhythms that catch you. That was a fucking excellent time. Yeah, it wasn't as great when we saw them in Kentucky, but no, it was still good. Still, yeah, it's that always the a family really good version. experience. But people were still passing around joints and stuff. Yes, it was were. a good time. <laughs> the both fucking concerts were like that. And yeah. I've never been to another concert other than the, the P-Funk shows are the more. joints are just being were, passed around. Yeah, and it's just like, here you go, friend. I don't know you, <laughs> I don't but know here. You, here you go. I loved it. It was great. It was great. But that first Bogart show, uh-huh. that was the adult version. Oh, they yeah. did like half an hour extra longer set. Uh George was pretending to jerk off all the time on stage. Oh my goodness. Somebody threw that joint on stage to him and he smoked it on stage. And it uh Peaches. Is was that her name? Peaches? She was on Flavor of Love season two. Was she there? She oh, was yeah, one she of was his the, singers. She was on roller skates, wasn't she? No, she was the hippie chick on the show. And she yeah. always sang with a guitar. No, but on the Parliament show, she was in roller skates. I can't remember yeah. that. That was her thing. I remember it. And then you were like, that's the girl from Flavor of, <laughs> Flavor Love. of Love. And I looked it up, and it sure <laughs> fucking is. Uh, but she doesn't... I don't think she still works with him, but she did for a bit. Seems like that George Clinton cast... He changes, changes that up a, a lot. lot. I bet people are like, oh, he didn't pay me. He spent it all on crack. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are going to take a break. 
think. And uh, we'll be back <coughs> here in a little bit. Do you think that's a good idea? I, I think, think that's a, a good idea. We'll take a break and fantastic get idea. something more to drink. And uh, yes, I need it. You're coughing from your own saliva. We'll be back. We'll be right back, guys. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Intense Stare Downs. Is someone getting on your nerves? Is someone breathing the same air as you? Is Todd still making that clicking sound? Did your boss rip that report out of your hand without asking first? Did your children ask for dinner again? Did someone take more time than you had to give? Take some time for your vengeful desires and give your problem an intense stare down. Feel free to throw in an eye roll, tilt your head to the side, and throw your fist on your hip for added effect. Intense stare downs. Tell someone that you hate them with your eyes. Presenting to you, Sam Elliott's Quick Question Quiz Now! Hi there, guys. It's me, Sam Elliott. It is time for the Quick Question Quiz Now, brought to you by Coors, the Banquet Bear. This is a quick format show where I ask people that I know questions. And today's guest is none other than Outrageous Philbin. Hi, what are you doing? How's everybody doing today? Hi, Outrageous. First question is coming at you now. What's your favorite shade of blue? I'd have to say baby. Have you ever seen a kangaroo? Uh, in fact, I own one. Are you jealous of your brother, Regis? Jealous? No. He stole his whole shtick from me. He's fucking scum. And finally, what's your opinion on global economics' direct impact on climate change? Can you correlate this with Russian intel? What the fuck did he just say? What's he talking about? Somebody want to tell me what's going on around this fucking place, right? I'm tired of covering these fucking things. I don't know what's going on. You know the fuck I am? You can't hit people, dude. Okay. I want that. I don't care who you are. You can't fucking hit people, man. Dude. They're gonna come. Yeah, what? Huh? You're gonna ask me in your place. They're gonna my brother. And then you're gonna call me Regis. That's Dude. not Regis fucking Thomas! Oh. God damn it! Ah, fuck, he's gone. Alright, he's gone. Just keep going, Mr. Elliot. Awesome. Thank you for answering all my questions to the best of your abilities, Mr. Outrageous Philbin. I'm Sam Elliott, and this has been the Quick Question Quiz Down, brought to you by Coors, the Banquet Bear. Richard Cheese. Oh, that's Dick Cheese himself. 
Did you look up Dick Cheese? Yes, I looked up Dick Cheese, and it takes you to Richard Cheese stuff. It was like the best. It was like a best of mix mm. of Richard Cheese, so it's kind of safe. So go ahead and type Dick Cheese into that YouTube <laughs> search thing. I wouldn't suggest Dick Cheese in any other search engine. <laughs> yeah, don't but do it. YouTube Google, work. But YouTube's all right. I th- he probably capitalizes on that. I'm why sure wouldn't he? He's a comedian. Why wouldn't you call yourself Dick Cheese? That's probably why his name is Richard Cheese. Yeah, I wonder what his real name is. Herbert Magenowitz. Magenowitz? That's my guess. That's a pretty good... I've never heard the name Magenowitz in my life. Yeah, I like it. That was a good last-minute made-up name. I'm patting myself on the back. Richard. I just knocked a vertebrae out. That's how strong I am. Oh, patting myself on the back again. (laughs) What are you looking up there? His name is Mark Jonathan Davis. Are you serious? Yeah. Jonathan Davis? Mark Jonathan Davis. Wow. I bet he's done a lot of corn. Guarantee he's done corn. And I mean, he's snorted corn. Like he's done it like a drug. Well, he's... Hey, do heroin. <laughs> oh. He did do Down With a Sickness, Hot for Teacher, Ice Ice Baby... Gorilla Radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> I know he did Closer. Only Happy When It Rains. Uh, Rock the Casbah. It looks like he likes Rock to do Rockefeller Skank. Yeah. Mark Jonathan Davis. Interesting. All right. So we are reviewing The Color and the Shape by the Foo Fighters. The FF. Starring Dave Grohl. Starring Dave Grohl. <laughs> His audition went well, and they said, yeah, you're the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. guy. Get up there. You're our guy. Foo Fighters. Starring Dave Grohl. You're the guy we've always wanted. The guy we's, uh, we's always needed. Starring. Use the guy we's always needed. The guy with blonde hair playing drums. But not on this. Not David, on this. David Grohl. He would have played on this tour? Drums, yes. I do believe. I, I think he may have as well been. I'm not sure exactly of... Because this is member times within the band. This is the last Foo Fighters drumming or Dave Gold drumming album, right? I think so. As I'm just gonna I let know. you talk to yourself because I don't know. Okay, I just remember that from the thing. Okay, I remembered a lot from that little documentary that they made about them seals. Documentary. Yeah, Dave Gold likes to make documentaries. I enjoy his documentaries. His docs. His um oh what was that sound one when he bought the soundboard bought the soundboard I can't remember what that was called I can't either but it was good that one was really good all right guys we're gonna jump back on into this album with a song that we performed a couple times maybe just once um see you. Did we ever actually perform it or did we just practice it? One time, I think. I know it got cut pretty fast. Mm-hmm. My sister likes the song, so this does make me think of her. This is a this is pretty low on mine. Radar on this album for yeah, sure. I agree. I just thought that it would be an easy acoustic song to do. I think I remember enjoying playing it. 
I just don't really need to listen to it. Plus, I think his voice is weird, and I couldn't translate that well either. The CU is really weird to sing. Whiny? Yeah, it's weird to not, it's hard to not sound whiny, and I couldn't figure it out, so that's why. And to you, that sounded wrong to not be whiny? I don't like sounding whiny. Yeah. It doesn't work for my voice because I have a deeper tone, so I think a deeper whine would not. I don't know. Wouldn't suit you well? It wouldn't feel right. I think it would have been weird. And I think whining isn't good for your voice. I like to be interactive with songs that I listen to. Looking at those goddamn chocolates that aren't good, I'm sure. You sure like to make opinions about things you know nothing about, which is why we're doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know certain things, and I know that artisan chocolates usually fail. They just go too far. I just want some goddamn white trash taste buds. I do. It's true. It's very true. I don't like Mountain Dew, though. Anymore. It's just an uppity song. Dave Grohl likes that stuff. Yeah, I wonder how much. It almost felt filler and easy to write. Ah, my phone went to sleep, and I also got distracted by the fact this uh, dog came in here and laid down, and I don't think she's allowed to be in here. No, she's not supposed to be in here. She shit. Hey, Miss Clarence, you need to leave. You need to leave. Hey, go. Go on. Good girl. Thank you. You sh- cat shit eating fucking dog. Okay. So, yeah, see you. I agree. It is. Um, Do you get filler? It's like a, a weaker feel? song, but at the same time, I kind of really love the song. Really? I like the uppity mood. I can picture my sister singing it. That's how I was first introduced to the song was through her singing. Yeah. So I think that it, whether I realize it or not, because it's not, I don't like, I'm not just like, oh, Beth, but she just always pops in my head or I always just imagine her and it yeah. just has kind of a nice feeling. And um, I like, I do like the lyrics and the chorus or the verse or however you would want to categorize the structure of the song. Yeah. But these notes are marked return to sender. And I really like. Uh, I like. I'll that's the verse, right? For myself. Yeah, that's I the like verses, that. right? That's the verse. Technically, I like the verses way more than the. Oh yeah, the chorus. It is to see you. I agree. I'm see totally. you. See you. I'm right there with you. I'm with you. With you. With you. I just you. feel like it was a filler song. It just seemed real. <clears throat> Like they rec- he probably recorded it real fast. And wrote it real fast. It's also really happy, and nothing else on this album sounds that happy. Particularly happy, yeah. So yeah. Especially since he was writing this, going through a divorce, he was and not in a good place mentally. And you know how I hate happiness. All right. <laughs> Did I? Oh, it's because it wanted to start the next song because I wasn't. Okay, that's right. Enough space. Next song. Enough I... space. I like this song actually. Fucking space always getting in your grill and shit. Enough space. 
I like that bass tone. I do too. I think it's got a big muff pedal on it. Big muff. Big muff pedal. That's what it's called. Big muff. (laughs) Yeah. That's heavy. I like rocking Foo Fighters. Me too. I know we, I just keep saying that and you keep saying it as well, but it just seems like such a difference. I enjoy this so much more. Well, fuck. I mean, especially right after I listened to that Eminem album twice <laughs> and I beat that record in one day with this fucking album. Yeah. The first day I listened to this, um, I think three times, Yeah. but I do really like this album and it's easy to put on. It just worked too for me. There's more sensibilities. And this is more our shared sensibility. Yeah. Too. And then they take that. I like that bass. Yeah, and they take the distortion off of it that they had off in the beginning. It's just that clean. Mm-hmm. Sounds real clean and real good. Bass tone makes or breaks stuff most of the time, I think. This has always been one of my absolute favorite songs on the album. I've always loved this song a lot. It's so high energy. And real screamy, too. Very, very high energy. uh Uh-huh. I'm a big fan. And it gets even screamier. Yeah, you're right. After this break. Mm-hmm. This is heavy. This is real heavy. I like it. It's very screaming. I like that distortion sound to his voice, too. I do, too. I'm not big on just screaming, but I like Dave Grohl screaming. And I feel like, I don't know, like it's a... There's more substance in his scream. It's a it's a short song too mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the album. Short and sweet, just heavy. Let's get this floor moving. Are there mosh pits at Foo Fighters shows? I don't remember, but huh. it was a while ago. It was probably like two thousand and five, two thousand and six, maybe that I went. I'd say oh six. Yeah. I mean, that's almost fucking 13 years ago. That's a long fucking time. I would like to know if people are moshing. I'm sure there is. It gets, it gets going. Well, when I saw them... I mean, if Eve 6 was one of the roughest mosh pits I've ever been in, then I assume Foo Fighters have pissed. I mean, I assume so, but I don't really remember. I What I had seen was... um, It was a Fooser tour... It was Foo Fighters and Weezer. Did they call it Foozer? I don't think so. That was just what we called it. <laughs> um, and I, at the time, I was excited. I liked both bands. I was a little more excited about Weezer, to be honest. Left uh, way more impressed with the Foo Fighters. Ah. Yeah. And um, granted, Weezer, they switched up. And throughout the entire show, everyone switched up and played different instruments and I was impressed by that, but the energy of Dave Grohl, I mean, just can't contend with that. It, and yeah, I there's just something about him also that's just magnetic. Some people just have this fucking thing, yeah. where they're not like everybody else. Yeah, 
and it's not fair, but it's undeniable. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> Some people are just better. Yeah. They just have this charisma. They Look have this them. shiningness to their personality. Yeah. They're charismatic like motherfucker. They are hardworking. They never stop. Like there are there are special people. I'm not saying they're chosen, but they're just special people. And he is by far a fucking special you person. You think he's a chosen one? No, I don't think he's chosen. He's the chosen one. I think he works his fucking ass off. I think he does too. I think he's a workaholic. Mm-hmm. He's always planning. He's always doing something. He's always got something coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is good for him. And collaborating and yeah. doing oh, yeah, the next countless thing. Countless things. Mm-hmm. Countless stuff. Next song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's uh, let's drop the uh, what we energy level. From enough space. Draw. Really fucking low to February stars. This is a really droney song. Right. Yes. And I've always considered this a skippable song. I would... If I wasn't listening to the whole thing to... Uh, Evaluate, yeah. I would skip it too. It was something that I listened to much less than the other songs. It was one of the songs that I listened to less and would skip through it this past week. <laughs> Excuse me. Because it never really like goes. It's pretty much a ballad the whole time, isn't it? From what I remember. It's a real low level. Yeah. Very low tempo, tempo, slow, no energy in this song at all. Except, I mean, and there's a build up, but I just, yeah, I'm not a fan of this song. One line, but yeah, one little vocal line. 
Yeah, and then the, yeah, this is the build-up, and this is what I don't. This is what I really don't enjoy the most. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cheese mo, cheese ball, as some would say. Saying, I don't know what he's saying. February stars. Uh, that was a song called. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he says February. It's February. I wonder what I say. I'd probably say February because I'm gonna particular. I try to be particular about those kinds of things. Like, uh, what's that word that we uh, say all the time? Fuck. And other people say it wrong all the time. And it sounds like you and I are saying it wrong. But really we're... Often. Often. The T is silent. Instead of often? Mm-hmm. It's not often. It's often. Which is a sound argument, then why is the fucking T there? It happens a lot in the English language. Yeah. We're just going to throw some letter or yeah, <laughs> some fucking... What if that's going to go away the more we do like shorthand lingo and stuff with phones and stuff. God, I wish. Because there are definitely... There's no reason to have silent letters in words. No. Just throw them in there to confuse people. Like, I wonder if grammar in general is just gonna start taking a back seat and it's not gonna be as big of a deal in, like, official documents. It's not gonna be, like, nobody's gonna give a shit. Well, I can... And people like my mom will be fucking, like, <laughs> my Dead. whole life was wasted. She'll be dead. It'll kill her. <laughs> yeah, that will kill her. What? We don't have to use commas anymore? <laughs> it would be Oxford commas. We don't have to use Oxford commas? <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, God, what the fuck was I going to say? I don't know. I don't remember. My memory is dog shit. You got a dog shit memory and that's what we're here to say. You got a dog shit memory. What about that rapper that was named Little Tay? It doesn't exist. It probably does. Little Tay? That was that girl. I'm Little Tay. I got money. I'm Little Tay. Oh, it was awful. Don't look it up. It's I'm, stupid. I won't. It's stupid. It was just a little girl acting obnoxious, talking about how much money she has, and she's one of those shit fucking rappers. I'm Little Tay. All right. Yeah. Fun stuff. When I, oh, it was in reference to the English language. When I sold ADT, when I was an ADT phone salesperson years ago, my favorite thing that someone had said to me, and I've never forgotten it, is regarding extra letters and words. P, like pneumonia. Never forgot it. Love that person. That is a fucking smart ass, P. smart person. Pee like pneumonia. Yes. And I fucking wow. giggled to myself when they said that. You know, they loved that you giggled, right? They That's... loved that I got it. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> what a pompous fucking asshole at the same time. Oh, they, yeah. You know, There's just... a certain kind of person who would do something like that. <laughs> Nine out of ten people are going... Let's see if what? I confuse this person, this uh, idiot, oh yeah. this see, idiot salesperson. Let's see if I can get this invertebrate to 
screw up. Excuse me. P as in pneumonia. What's another word you could use that with? C as in Cessna. Did that work? I don't know how to spell Cessna. I think it's with a C. I don't even know what that word means. Cessna. It's like a, I don't fucking know. Talking out of school. I don't know. Yeah, you've been out of school for a long time. I've been out of school for a long time. Long, long time. Almost didn't graduate. No, but the teachers liked me enough that they Because your mom was also grades. a teacher. They didn't have anything to do with high school. She has no pull in the high school world. No, but people would send her emails about you. Yeah, and she would send things back like I didn't know. Like, my son sucks. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> he embarrasses me that I'm a teacher, and education is something that matters a lot to me, and my son doesn't give a shit about anything, so I feel like a failure. Thanks, Sam. That's exactly how it went. Oh, Sam's a good kid. So the second <laughs> out of the three singles, uh, a very well-known song, especially... The fact that Dave Grohl likes to do acoustic versions of some of his popular songs and those uh, acoustic renditions of this song are often very popular, played at weddings, things like that. Here Why don't we is, just, oh, the next coming up. Okay. Here sorry. is Everlong. This video is great. This is the dream one, right? Yes, where he has a big hand. <laughs> yeah. And those guys are in those like hillbilly. And then they end up dressing costumes. He and Taylor dress up like Ladies. women, which they do a lot, and it works. They have great videos. Yeah. Oh yeah. I always enjoyed the videos, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. For sure. So this is not only David Letterman's favorite band, but this is his favorite song. This, um, the Foo Fighters were on tour when Dave Letterman had his heart surgery, and they moved around their dates so they could play on the, his first show back, and they played this song for Dave, and then on the very last episode uh, that he hosted, he had the Foo Fighters on, and they also played the song because it's his favorite song. Huh. Dave Letterman loves this song. Dave Letterman loves Dave Grohl. Dave and Dave. Wait, didn't David didn't Dave Grohl get makeup to look like Dave oh my Letterman God. that one time? He did. He hosted the show for him, and it was a Halloween episode, and he, he dressed Dave up Letterman. like Dave. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> That's why I like Dave Grohl because <laughs> he's got. He's like, hey, we can do something crazy and we have the ability. Uh-huh. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Not many people are going to, A, think of that, but B, are going to be like, well, you're going to have to go through about four hours of makeup. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I'll do five hours if I it's fucking have to. It's worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know he kept on as long as he probably could. And you know Dave loved it. Loved it. Oh, yeah. For sure. That would have been hilarious if he showed up as Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Dave Roll, we have a friend that looks like Dave Roll. We do. <laughs> Whenever he's on stage playing bass, that's <laughs> all I could see was Dave Roll. Except he does death metal and stuff, so. I bet Dave likes death metal. You're saying you, you wonder if he does? I bet he does. Because he's got the heavy sensibilities. I bet he likes some heavier stuff. I shouldn't say death metal in general, but. I bet he likes a heavier brand of music. Probably. 
probably thrasher punk, probably faster old punk. The Beatles, I know I remember talking about I'm loving the Beatles. A lot of these guys grew up loving the Beatles. Yeah. They were in these bands. It's because their parents played the Beatles. it's our generation that was like one of the first ones to really start to hate the Beatles just because they were the Beatles. I did for a long time. Yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. I mean, there's a lot of Beatles that I I don't like, but I can't write them off. And no, you should And even if, because there are people that are like, oh, they're not a real band, or like they were, they're a made band. Who the fuck cares? They became a band. They wrote their own fucking songs. Yeah. They performed. They put the time in. If they were, why are people saying they're a made band? I thought they were a skiffle band playing in think, bars before they made it. I think there was a... a, a it was because they were different and they had to kind of dumb oh, down their like image. And, yeah, because they weren't even happy with what they were doing for a long time. What with like the bowl cuts and the... The happy songs and not being able to do the music that they wanted and be themselves. So once they get a chance shut. to be themselves and took enough acid, they're just like, here's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> Drugs allowed them to break out of their molds that they were put into and they didn't care and they were uh, extremely fucking successful. Uh, yeah, I've heard of them once or twice. Most people will, I mean, not everyone, but most people will say, yeah, I like the Beatles, but I like the older stuff, like the later stuff, not the early oh. stuff. The she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my mom's the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. She loves it all, but I think she prefers the doo-woppy or type stuff. I think or the, so. Whatever you'd call it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd like to find out. But they came out with those best ofs, mm-hmm. and it was the red and the blue. Yes. And I, which, which the, the red was the, early, the earlier, right? and the blue was the later. See, I feel like she listened to the red more. I listened. And I listened to the blue more. I didn't buy the red one. Yeah, I only I, bought no. the blue one and listened to. Blue that. had all the cool psychedelic mm-hmm. stuff on it. Yeah. I remember playing in that hallway that's just right on the other side of this wall, listening to uh, "I Am the Walrus." Yeah. And I'd always just be like. Yellow metal custard dripping from a dead dog's eye. Rewind. <laughs> Yellow metal custard dripping from a dead dog's eye. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why that line. I was obsessed with it. You also liked uh, Eleanor Rigby yeah. wearing a face that she keeps yeah, in a jar. Yeah, I made a. I God, I had this guitar book that had a bunch of songs in it, and it had Eleanor Rigby in it, and I changed all the lyrics to Hannibal Lecter, and it was like. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter wearing a face that he keeps in a jar by the door. <laughs> Whose was it before? <laughs> and my Aunt Pam would be just be like, play it again, play it again, because it was so morbid. God, I wish I still had that book. I, flipped it. I bet the lyrics were actually clever. I always find stuff that I made when I was younger, and I'm like, fuck, I was smarter and better I, then than I am now. I feel like I was more creative when uh-huh. I was a kid. I didn't hone it. Yeah. I didn't hone into it. I just let it die. <laughs> God, that does happen. <laughs> it really does. Wearing a face that he keeps in a jar by the door. All right, let's drone this down again, guys. Sorry, All we're going right. to take the energy down walking after you. You got to fall asleep. Do you, you fall asleep snoring? I do. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I'm not the snorer of this duo. You were for a long time. 
My drinking, that's what did it. That's, I think it's my drinking and my obesity. As I eat chocolate. But it's dark chocolate, so it's better for me. From Mercy, Mercy. The finest of European chocolates. I noticed that when Dave Grohl needs to do a lighter, like, singing voice, he's got to really do the whisper. It's very breathy. And it's, I'm wondering if at that point in his career he had to do that because trained vocalists and stuff they can sound soft still but it's still powerful like i remember watching a when i went to sound school i remember watching a video of christina aguilera doing vocal tracks laying on the floor yeah and it was still powerful like it's not a powerful tone it wasn't breathy but it was still soft so i think i know that this song moment that you're in, talking about oh really but this moment in dave Grohl's career it sounds like it's like to see yeah. like this so that it works. That Christina Aguilera song is called Hurt, and it's a song where about where how her dad was physically abusive to uh, his mom huh. or her mom and she watched it and he was just really awful. And yeah, she laid on her back and she does not perform it live or anything. Really? I don't know if I it's that I don't know if it's that song or if it's another song, but we listened to another Christina Aguilera solo vocal track oh yeah and she didn't turn off her phone so in the track you can hear her like oh wow in the background <laughs> this was a video from like an mtv like behind yeah something yeah so black and white was it black and white it was stripped it was what the name of the album it had dirty on it the one that you jerked oh, off to <laughs> mama <laughs> i did a lot of meat beating to that one not the song not the song at all I don't even know what the song sounds like. <laughs> Seriously, wow, how's it go? I've seen the video so many times, but I don't know what the song sounds like. I know exactly what the video looks like, but I don't know. Wanna get rowdy, wanna get a little bit Oh yeah, that song's fucking awful. Hurry, wanna get dirty, it's about time I came to stop the party. Wanna get dirty! <laughs> yeah, she got, I got dirty all right. God, I. Your fist got dirty. I was. I want to talk about parenthood, but it's out of order. But I don't really care. I was a regular Joaquin Phoenix when I was younger, <laughs> beating the meat. It'll come, but if people, well, yeah, I will. Um, I came. But about if six times a day. <laughs> yeah, that's a future episode. So we've already recorded it, but it's a future episode to prepare. But if you know parenthood. parenthood. It's great. You know what Joaquin was doing. We've brought this up before. We've told people that <laughs> we lost these episodes and would have to re-record them. So we recorded one. And we did it. We did our due diligence. We still have one more, so we're not... We did half of our due diligence. Yeah. That line will get in my head. It will with me, too. I don't... I don't hate the song. I think I like the rhythms, but I don't need to listen to it. It's not. It's a, it's a skippable <laughs> song, but I don't think it's as bad of a song. It's just yeah. boring. Yeah. Um, it's also creepy. I think. I, well, he doesn't say I'm running after I you. I know, but I always. 
it's always in songs that are like that like you can never leave me girl like i know it's never meant to be like creepy and it's not written creepy but, yeah like, i love taking songs that weren't meant to be creepy but say it in a different tone so you go like you can do it two ways you can go if you walk out on me i'm walking after you mm-hmm. or you can do it like this if you walk out on me i'm walking after you and that's what I hear in my head. This is the second one. <laughs> or like a... Oh, fuck. What's that? It's that Sting song. The police song. What is that? Every fuck? step you take. Every breath you take. Every move you make. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the P. Diddy version. The Puffy version. I'll be watching you. Jennifer Lopez. Puffy, you know this. <laughs> all right God. we have our own like show references now uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right we're going to get to what was the actual last track on the album when the album was released what yeah we'll get oh. to that in a bit we'll get to what new way home tambourine action I've always really liked this song. This has always been one of my my favorites. (laughs) My mom doing tambourine. (laughs) Tambourine Wanetti. Jeffrey Tambourine. Jeffrey Tambourine. Oh. Jeffrey Tambourine. Did you ever like uh, Everclear? Not the drink, but the band. Um, I never sought them out. I always thought that they were cheesy, but wait, it's something wrong. Yeah. That's Everclear? Yeah. Isn't isn't that Everlong? No, Everlong is the song that we listened to a little bit ago. (laughs) Are you thinking Everlast? Everlast. He's the rapper. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was just making sure I was talking about the right people. Okay, Everclear. Everclear? I never sought them out. I mean, they were heavy radio rotations, so I knew the words, so I'd like sing along. Yes. But I never sought them out. This song kind of reminds me of their aesthetic. Really? Their, their feel. I never thought of that. Everclear was always weird for me because I always thought I was supposed to like them. And then whenever I actually listened to it, I was like, I don't like this. But there's, some, I, I, there's been bands in my life where I'm supposed to like this. And I don't know why, but I don't. Hmm. But for some reason, I think it's just because when I've ever seen the guy talk, yeah. he seems like real down to earth. No, and I agree. Like, I don't remember what he would say, but I just remember always getting a real down to earth. Isn't his name like Art or something? If it is, I fucking love it. (laughs) I feel like it's something like that. I'm going to look it up. I love the name Art. Artie. Arthur. Artie Lang. Smash nose Artie Lang. Artie Lang is fucking hysterical. It sucks that he's got such problems. He's really funny. Because he's so funny. Yeah. Really funny. He's always been really funny. That's what comes with those kind of personalities, though. Problems. Super ups. Demons. Super downs. Mm-hmm. Um, but his nose is so fucking jacked up. Actually, I said, you should say jacked down. Deflated. That's just because it's all gone, right? The cartilage is just eaten away. It's yeah. just gone. It has just collapsed. My God. Do you think it collapsed gradually? His nar- his, his narm. His narm. It's Art Alexak. Oh my God! Whoa! It's Alex Akis. So, I I don't know why I can't say it. I don't know why I can't say it. Alex Akis. Art Alex Akis. Alex Akis. Alexakis. 
How do you say that? Alexicus? Alexicus, order me bread. Arthur. Ar Alexicus. His name is Arthur Paul. Arthur Paul? Goes, But he goes by Art. Huh. Look I love this. the name Art. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like his face in that picture or his hair. He's looked like that forever, though. I know. He's like a uh, he's like a punk rock Dr. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> he is like a punk rock Dr. Drew. They formed in 1991. Everclear did. Everclear? I didn't know they were that old. I don't know if they still play. Yeah, they did like, father of mine, I will buy you a new life. Yeah. They definitely had hits. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. And I think this is kind of a long build-up, but I've always enjoyed it. Because, again, I've always appreciated when they just let loose and not really vague. Dave. I really thoroughly enjoy... Um, I like Taylor's drum style as well. Taylor Hawkins later yeah. on. Yeah. But I just like Dave's more. Can you tell a difference? Um, I think they have similar styles. They both are definitely hard hitters. Yeah. And you know I like fucking hard hitters because mm -hmm. I'm a hard hitter too. There's just something about a guy. Beating the shit out of the drum. Beating the shit out of the drum. It's so primal. And just, and just knowing, no, this is what's next. And yeah. having no doubt. This is what's fucking next. You just go on the train. But you're also the driver of the yes. train. I love people who drive a mm -hmm. fucking train. That's why I, I think I really like who, percussion. I played with guys who are drummers and they're good. They just, there's something drive that's missing. There's that, uh -huh. that beating keep us driving that's missing. Yeah. And then once you get a guy that's doing it, you're like, you grab onto him and don't fucking let go. Because it's rare. And I think that's a makes a show when you see a guy that is still technically good and is still playing it well but just fucking beat the shit out of him put on a show and look like you're having fun because when you beat the shit out of him too your arms are big you know but they're also I mean they're beating the shit out of him but still obviously technically doing it right because yes. they're still doing it yes so I like that line that they oh yeah straddle oh yeah where they don't damage their the wrists. Uh huh. And when you're a guitar player or a bass player, or anybody that <coughs> needs to hear the drums, you want to fucking hear him. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's your, he is your guy. Everybody's listening to that guy. So yeah. when you have a guy that's making it heard and it's solid, mm -hmm. oh, he can't beat it. Can't fucking beat it. So we are to the last song on the album again this song was not originally put on the album i guess okay the um, this is the title track of the album this is the color okay. and the shape they thought that this song was just too heavy they were like we've done this before we don't need to put this on the album but they started adding it to special edition releases of the album so originally i was not familiar with this song because I, the version that I had did not include this, but later on listening, you know, with uh, the internet, it's something that I was introduced to and have always thoroughly enjoyed it. Here is the color and the shape. I think it's unfortunate that they didn't originally include it because 
I, they wanted to show that they were more diverse than this, but I like this song a lot. You, you did show you were diverse by the rest of the album, so uh-huh. give us yeah. this too. Yeah. And yeah, this song's the fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like... This, this is, is a, exactly what I want them to be. This is the gap bridger between yeah, like yeah. what you're into and what they do now. Yes, and I would be so happy if they made a whole album like this. I would too. I would just be like, oh my god, here's the Foo Fighters album that's just balls to the wall the whole time. Yeah, it'd be great. I would be into it. For sure. I mean, and I bet I could good. make one. I bet I could make a mix that way. A Balls to the Wall Foo Fighters album. Is this... Which one's the Jack Black video? Low. Okay, that's not this. That's not on this album. I didn't know if it was even this song. Because this song no. still that same heaviness. No. And during this too. Good. Where they got that distortion on Dave's voice. That was on the next album, There Is Nothing Left To Lose. Which was on... Um, the main song was Learn To Fly. Okay. okay. And then I think Learn to Fly may have been track one and Low was like track two. Really? Oh, that's cool. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, we got you with Learn to Fly. Yeah. And you're going to listen to track two. It's going to roll right and into the song that's boom. heavier. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. Ah. You know, I just love heavy distortion sounds, dirty feedback. Scratching the strings. And I know that he doesn't want to give more of this, but I want more of this. That's the thing, I don't. When he's always saying, what you're saying is that he's like, this is, we know that the Food Fighters can do this. When I think Food Fighters, I don't think this sound. I think it was more that. He proved that that's who he was with Nirvana or something. Oh. Because Nirvana have this... uh, I'm not... You know, I don't listen to Nirvana. They have a reputation as being heavier than they actually are, I think. Nirvana? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think he just really wanted to stray away from that sound and show that he was not Nirvana. (laughs) But I don't think this sounds like Nirvana. No, not at all. No, this just sounds like like a heavy song. It's like a punk song. Yeah. This is my fucking dangerous song. (laughs) Can you guess what's going to be my favorite song, Michelle? And it's crazy that that was not originally included yeah, on the album, because I think it's such a strong fucking song. Yes. If I would have had the version of it without it, and then they put out the special edition, and I got that song, I'd have been like, exactly what you're saying right now. I'm like, where the fuck has this been? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely how I feel about this. Do you think they play that live? No. They sh- I bet that I would open up a pit. You know I love my pits. That yeah. would open up a fucking pit fast. Because you know there was pits at Nirvana shows. So. Yeah. Uh, I would love <laughs> to see that song live. I would love to see a collection yeah. of their heaviest songs. I wouldn't mind going to see Foo Fighters at all, except for the crowd size. 
That sucks. Yeah. That would not be intimate at all. Because, you know, our favorite shows are smaller, Mm -hmm. intimate venues. Not like an arena. Yeah. Even though sometimes that's the only way you can see certain Uh, people. Like when we go see comedy. I was going to say, it's like that for comedy, too. And it's a bummer because it's so... It's like, oh, man, I can't believe we're seeing Jeselnik or Bill Burr. But... They're and they so do great fucking jobs. Yeah. It's just, it's people, other people ruin it. It's like, oh, great. Some slob next to me won't shut the fuck up. It's different when John Mulaney is like three feet away from you and looking right at you and talking to yes. you, which he did to me. Yeah, John a, Mulaney spoke to me. Yeah. In a room with <laughs> what, like 80 people? Uh, I mean, I'd what's the, what's say the comedy attic? Maybe closer to two hundred. Yeah, but that's very intimate. It's very intimate. We're right by the stage. The stage is just like a little platform. Yeah. And I've 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 actually had I've talked to uh, fucking Ron uh, Funches. Ron Funches talked to me on stage. Uh, I had a little bit back and forth with uh, Doug Benson, but barely the first yeah. time that we saw him because he asked a question and I was the only one in the room who seemed to know the answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was and, and it's it's so much with, different. Same with rock concerts too. Like going to, like we said earlier with the parliament thing, seeing parliament in Bogarts, a smaller mm-hmm. venue as opposed to outside at a big festival thing. Yeah. Which it was is so much more intimate time. and it felt way more special. Oh my so God. imagine yeah. seeing the Foo Fighters at like the Bogarts. Yeah. I can't imagine. You would lose your fucking mind. You would be, yeah. Be a great so show. Close, so but, loud. And I, and I guarantee it's still a great show right now. Mm-hmm. It's just what I saw was good. It's just my personal taste. It's like, oh man, I got to be around this many fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> I had, um, I sat on the side of the stage, so I, I couldn't from the angle that I was sitting that you could not see the front. Like there was no oh, really? looking from the front. I mean, it was directly like you were just looking at the side of them performing from the side, but then you saw them like coming out on stage and would he, would Dave run over and look at you guys at all? Yeah, he was all over the side. fucking place. That's that's the mark of a good performer who makes sure everyone is having a good time. I'm not performing for the center. I'm performing for the entire mm-hmm. half circle. Mm-hmm. That's that's a sign of a good performer. And it was it was a really good show. It was weird seats, but uh, I think the weird seats kind of stand out to me. Yeah, because it was a different experience like I've never had before. I've never sat on the side uh-huh. like that before. What's cool about I mean, I would rather sit in the front and see the whole show as a front thing. But what's mm-hmm. cool when you do get those side angles is like, oh, well, how does that work? And how does that actually look? And like, mm-hmm. how is that stand? Well, I get technical nerd shit about it. Like, ooh, how does that banner hanging up? Because, I mean, I was also like higher up. So uh-huh. I was like looking down on the stage from a different oh, angle. So cool. I feel like I could see things more how they saw them. Oh, that's pretty neat. Than actually. how everyone else saw them. That's pretty neat. Like how the audience, like I could see how the band saw from their perspective more so it was different it was something i foozer was super into uh yeah so that is the color and the shape the color and the shape we have some questions to get through yeah yeah why did i choose i gotta go to the bathroom okay (laughs) why did i choose this this is um there are a handful of foo fighters albums that i do enjoy yeah this is the one i've always liked the most cool um this is number two, right? This That's is the second cool. one. Uh, but I probably... I'm bigger on maybe the first four, maybe five, but definitely the first four Foo yeah. Fighters albums. Did you keep listening? Like, I mean, have you actually listened to the albums? 
as they came out? And even newer ones? Or is it just like... No, I say I, I dropped off. Oh, okay. I have they not... They have a lot. Yeah, they've kept going. They're pretty strong. Yeah. I just don't really... Because I have that, that whole thing of like, this is too poppy or... I don't know. It's weird to kind of grow. Because a lot of times bands seem to grow in a different direction. I also think you open your life at certain points to certain things and then it's like these stick now that's true this is good enough i don't need any more well and you don't always necessarily like stay on that same path mm -hmm. with anything yeah but you'll still like what you but that's stuff yeah that i still liked i still like uh -huh. and it always it still means something to me and gives me memories and stuff gives um, me memories. so when i gave it to you what did i first think um i felt like kind of rushed at the end of that episode kind of like i feel right now because i know you have to pee um oh you think it's pee oh you have to poop oh it's a brown oh jesus i gotta go to brown town okay so i thought that i knew that you would listen to this and it wasn't something that you really enjoyed very much so i thought you were going to be kind of bummed but at the same time i thought that you might look at it from a little different perspective yes that's what you thought mm -hmm. is that the inverse for me now the question um i mean what was your prior judgment when i gave it to you before you my prior judgment was i'm excited for a couple reasons one it's off the heels of that fucking Eminem album <laughs> which I really I guess I shouldn't say I tried to give it a chance but yeah. not just oil and water yeah um, and two I remember listening to this album I must have listened to it recently again but I remember watching cars and putting this album on like I'm gonna give Foo Fighters a chance Michelle said I might like, like this, this album. album yeah and then I remember I remember liking it was between the, less than I do now, and yeah. and not even liking it as much as I those songs that I did like then. I like even more now. I feel like you listened to the first two albums, and between the first two, that you like this one less. Okay, which one's the one with the gun? That's the first one. Okay, that's the yeah, one that's, that's the one I Dave. liked the more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the time, but who knows now? Because spoiler, mm -hmm. I ended up liking this album pretty well. Yeah, and I I like. Yeah, the first one's good. Um, so, how many times did you listen to it, do you think? Do you know? Uh, I didn't make my seven minimum, but I did listen to it six times. I listened to it about six times, okay. too. Yeah. Um, I didn't listen to all of the songs six times. I listened to some songs I picked out. More than? More than others, yeah. but I did get six listens. Um, I felt like I didn't have to listen to it the seven times because, you know how we always talk about, like, the first one's the wall breaker? Like, mm -hmm. I just got to get through this. Yeah. Didn't happen with this one. I was just already... I already knew part of the song, so I was just, I was in. I you, was already in. I think you were also starved for something that was very different than what you were listening to at the time, so it was that's, easier Yeah, coming true. off of, like you said, the Eminem listen, which you very true. had a hard time with. What was your least favorite track on the album? I gotta look at the song titles real quick. Do you have them in front of you? Fuck. It's yeah. that one. It's that 50s sounded one. Should have should have written this down. I am sorry. Uh, what's the one that sounds like the fifties? Fuck. Nope, not this one. Isn't it this one? Is no. it picks up? 
No, it's this one. This one. And as I thought, we have this in common. February stars. Yeah, February stars is yeah. the worst. Um, favorite. Sorry, I didn't write that down. I should have been prepared. My favorite is definitely the last song. The color and, color the, color shape. and the shape. Mine um, has changed over time. Mine. This was a kind of tough for me because mine is between New Way Home and the color and the shape. Which would would play New Way Home? It's the one right before it. It's the one that you said that you thought sounded oh. like Everclear. Okay. You know what my second choice would have been? What? Wind Up. Hmm. I don't know why, but I love that. Uh, the chorus thing, I think that's what it is. I like, like the music in general. Wind up. But Color in the Shape is just like, oh, this is my song. I would have liked it no matter who did that song. Okay. Yeah, that's it's riffs. I love fucking riffs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so originally, uh, yeah, I've always loved this. It's always been my favorite album by them. I told you that a long time ago, so you thought to listen to it. It's always, I mean, again, I like multiple albums by them, but this has always been the strongest for me. And... And I would currently recommend it still. I think that there are some weak spots on it, but I think it's a good representation of what Foo Fighters can do. Yeah. And yeah, it's earlier in their life and they might not feel like it's as strong and holds up as well, but I like it. Yeah. I, I like that sound. I overall liked the album too. Mm-hmm. And I probably, I don't know, I would never say it. I don't know if I would recommend it to people. Actually, I would. I was like, hey, what Foo Fighters album should I listen to? I'd be like, well, I don't know many, but I know I, I liked this one. And you liked the first one, too. I need to re-listen to that one now that um, I have different ears again. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. Would you listen to this one again? Not in its entirety, but I would listen to songs off of this again. Okay. And earlier when I had the notion of, you know what, I bet I could make a heavy Foo Fighters mix. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty interested in doing that. Yeah. I don't know how I would do it because I really don't know Foo Fighters. Maybe I could do it and yeah, but give you some tracks I, and see I, if you like he's it. He's got such a good goddamn screaming voice. Yeah, he and does. And there's been people in he's got a the really rock good world, tone. Like Drowning Pool. I hate that fucking band, but that guy had a great scream. And I remember I bought the album for his scream, and he never does it again on the fucking album. Really? Just yeah. that one song? Yeah. That overplayed song? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. But, and then there's just certain pop guys who have a fucking good scream, and he's one of them. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. He's good. All right. We are down to the point where I find out what's next. What's next? What's next? What's next for me? And you. It was hard to choose between these twos. Um, there's actually another album I would have chosen, but I'm trying. It's hard to find a way for you to listen to it. Okay. So I got to do some work on that one, and then you will eventually listen to it. But you already know some songs off of that one. I think I'm going to have to go. With what I was listening to. I, I, I expected this, this. This is the first of a Pantera album. Because I'm probably going to give you another Pantera album. Because Pantera changes drastically mm-hmm. as they go. But we're going with the Great Southern Trend Kill. It's pretty heavy. It's Phil at one of his screamiest moments in his life. And it's fucking awesome. What is it called? The Great Southern trend kill. So does that mean there's some like Confederate flag on the front uh, cover or some the, shit? No, the front cover was a rattlesnake. 
Like yeah, a don't tread a, on me thing? Rattles. No, like an actual, actual rattlesnake picture. Okay. It's the great southern tread kill. <laughs> all right. I was fucking jamming all weekend. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, let's get out of here so you can go poo-poo. Yeah, I do have to go poo-poo. Thank funny. you for listening. This has been the Couple of Critics podcast again. Yeah, we appreciate we keep listening. Trucking on. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for putting yes. up with our shit and us constantly saying things like uh and having brain farts and uh-huh. uh I don't care. We're here to have a conversation. Just listen to music. There's Yay. all kinds of music out there. Ex- expand, broaden, enjoy. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>